Amen. Well, Merry Christmas to you all. It is so good to be with you, and whether you're here in person or you are at home and online, I want to thank you all for spending your Christmas Eve with us to celebrate the birth of our Savior and the living hope that we have in Jesus. Well, in these dark times we find ourselves in, good news can be hard to come by, can't it? There is one place that you can always find some good news, and that's in God's Word. And so if you have a copy of God's Word, would you please open that to the book of Isaiah? We'll be in chapter 11. And if you're new with us here today or at home, our church has spent the last three weeks working through this chapter of Isaiah, looking at the king that was prophesied to come. And today we'll conclude this series, The King Has Come, by looking at Isaiah 11, verse 10. I'll read all 10 verses, but we're going to focus on verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord, He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. And the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea." Verse 10, in that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. I was talking to a friend the other day, and she was explaining how difficult it has been to find rest in this season. Both her and her husband, they work full-time jobs, they have a young child at home, and they finally got to a time when they felt like they were going to be able to get some time off and to rest. They had everything planned out perfectly. They worked ahead, they had childcare all lined up, and then, I bet you can guess, COVID happened, right? Yep, they got the news that someone in their child's classroom had gotten sick, and so like many of you have experienced this year, their plans to rest and relax were canceled. And rest again, it's been really hard to come by these days. The quiet coffee shops, your favorite vacation spots are either unavailable or they no longer provide the same rest they once did. Right? Even our homes, the places many of us can always count on for rest were no longer places of rest. Right? In an instant, our homes became the office. In an instant, our homes became school. 
And for all of us at some point, home also became church. The convergence of all these places into one made home maybe feel not so homey anymore. But even more devastating are are the countless stories of, of those being separated from the people who brought regular rest and encouragement into your lives. The burdens of this year have left us weary. Many of you are tired. Many of you longing for rest. And rest just not for our bodies, but rest for our souls. But where are we to find it? Is there anywhere we can go? Is there anyone who can provide it? Well, friends, today I want to declare to you that the hope of rest is not canceled. And this hope of deep rest for our souls does not come from a vacation. It does not come from a vaccine. But it comes to us in a cradle and on a cross. Christmas reminds us that there is someone who can provide deep rest, not just for today, but for all eternity. Where can we find this rest? You can find it in the King who has come and is coming again. So brothers and sisters, my hope today is that in your weariness, you will fix your eyes on this King. And that today, you would hear his call to come and find your rest in him. So as we briefly look at our text, I want to examine two things. First, the sign of the king, the sign of the king, and then the rest of the king. Before we unpack those two points, I need to briefly remind you of where we've been in our study, especially if you're, you're new here. You remember, again, at the time of Isaiah, the kingdom of Israel is fractured. The kings who have governed God's people have led them into inequity and injustice. And the kingdom of Judah was soon to be surrounded by Assyria, the world superpower of that day. It's in these dire circumstances that God renews his promise to send a king who would come in the line of Jesse, King David's father. A king who would be empowered by the very spirit of God and be enthroned forever. A king who would rule with righteousness and faithfulness and usher in not just a new kingdom, but a new creation. And all those who know and trust this king will dwell in his eternal kingdom, having no fear of viruses, no fear of sin, no fear of death, for nothing shall hurt or destroy in all his holy mountain. And throughout our time in these verses, we've seen how Jesus at his first advent, made it very clear that he is the root of Jesse. He is the king long foretold. And he has already begun to establish his kingdom here on earth. And at his second advent, at his second coming, Jesus will complete the work that he started. Now look with me in verse 10. We see the final piece of this prophecy. The sign and rest of the king. Let's read verse 10 again and look for the sign of the king. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. This verse tells us that there is a day coming when the root of Jesse will stand as a signal. Well, what does that mean? The term signal can also mean banner or flag. It often refers to a banner that would be used as a rallying point for an army. When the banner is lifted up, that would give the signal to all the troops to gather at that point. Well, here we read that one day the king himself will be a signal, not just for the nation of Israel, but to all nations, to all peoples. 
For many of us, the most, or some of us, the most anticipated event of this week was actually not Christmas, maybe, but the anticipation of seeing the Christmas star, which was referring to this alignment of the two biggest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn. Right? Their alignment, as I've read, would be closer than it ever had been since the Middle Ages. I'm no astronomer, but hey, that sounded kind of exciting. And so I set my reminder on my phone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get that reminder. I'm going to go out, you know, sun's down, and I'm going to see this Christmas star, something that hasn't happened in, you know, 800 years. So I you know, get my alert. I go outside, and I look up, and it is cloudy. <laughs> all evening, never broke. Classic 2020, am I right? I mean, now, now we don't know for sure if this planetary alignment is, is the same thing the wise men saw 2,000 years ago, but... They saw something in the sky that signaled to them that the prophesied king of the Jews was born. And so they left their homes in the east so that they might come to Jerusalem and inquire about this child and worship him. Just look at what they say and ask in Matthew 2 to King Herod. He says, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. And in verse 9 and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. I couldn't help reflecting on the story of, this, of the wise men and not hear echoes of our passage, right? When we consider a signal has been given announcing that the promised king was born, and then Gentile men, non-Jews from the nations, leave their homes and to inquire and to gather around this newborn king. Yet I actually think there's even a greater sign of the king, a greater fulfillment for us to see here. You'll have to think back with me to the book of, of Numbers. I know one of your favorites, but the book of Numbers, long before Isaiah, Moses is leading the people of Israel to the promised land after being freed from slavery in Egypt. But the people thought, hey, this is taking too long. And they start complaining and grumbling against Moses and against God. And in response to their sin... God actually sends fiery serpents among the people. And the snakes begin to bite the people, and many of them die. Then the people come to their senses, and they repent of their sins. And so God instructs Moses to make a serpent and to set it on a pole. And this word pole is actually the same word used as signal in our passage, the same thing. And if anyone would look to this signal pole, they would live. And it was so. Now just look at what Jesus says. The one at whose birth the nations came to inquire, look at what he says in John chapter three. This is just amazing. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And then in John 12, 32, Jesus says, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus has made it clear to everyone, he is the root of Jesse. He is the king who was promised to come. And when he is lifted up on the signal pole of the cross, anyone who looks to him will live. They will be saved from the curse of the serpent. They will be saved from the curse of their sin. The Christmas star signaled to the nations that the king had arrived. And the cross signals to all peoples that if you want to be saved from your sin, if you want to have eternal life, you must come 
and gather at the foot of his cross. The cross of King Jesus is the signal that calls you to come. And when you come to him, what does he provide? He provides rest for your soul, both now and forevermore. Look at the end of verse 10, where we find the rest of the king. It says, and his resting place shall be glorious. At the cross, Jesus purchased people from every tribe, tongue, and nation, and now the risen king is calling to his people to come and to find rest in him. In other passages of scripture, this term resting place is actually translated as home. Friend, do you hear that? King Jesus is, is calling you home. He is signaling for you to come home to him. If this year has taught us anything, it should remind us that this world is not our home. When you hear of broken government, when your body starts to break down, when you struggle to find rest, every time you get that sense that things are just not right in the world, let it be a lesson to you that your heart truly longs for something that cannot be found in this world. Our true home is where King Jesus is. And since Jesus, the Son of God, fully God and fully man, came down to make his home with us at Christmas, we can be assured that the risen King will make his home with us again. And that even now he is preparing a better home for us, a kingdom home of eternal rest. And while it's good for us to long for our eternal home with King Jesus, we need to remember that the rest of Jesus is actually available for us today. Right now, King Jesus is standing as a signal, calling all people to come. He calls you to come and says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find what? Rest for your souls. The rest of this king is not just a future hope of rest, which is coming, but his rest is here for you today. So friend, are you tired? Are you weary from this year? Are you burdened with grief? Are you weighed down by your sin and your shame? Come to Jesus. Don't put your hope in anything else. Don't look at the world. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus and be at home. Come to Jesus and be forgiven. Come to Jesus and be washed clean. Come to Jesus and know perfect love. Just come to Jesus and see what he's done for you. Come to Jesus and see that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the kingdom that is to come. Come to Jesus and be assured that whoever comes to him, he will never cast out. Come to Jesus, who was born for you this day. And come to Jesus, who is coming again. Come to Jesus and find rest. Rest for today and forevermore. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we, we come to you with our burdens. We come to you with our grief. We come with all our sin and our shame. We come and we lay it all at the foot of the cross. For we know 
that at the cross you paid our debt. You took our burdens. You took our shame so that all peoples from every tribe, tongue, and nation could find their rest in you. And Lord, I I pray that if there's anyone who's listening to this prayer and they have never answered your call to come, would they hear right now, this Christmas Eve, would they hear the gentle call of the King that bids you to come and find rest? And may we who have looked upon Christ, would you help us, Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on you in these days, to keep our eyes fixed on the hope of the second advent, when we will finally see our King face to face and enter into his resting place. And oh, it will be glorious. Come, Lord Jesus. And it's in King Jesus' name we pray. Amen.